Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, go for it. Good morning, everyone. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with our main guy, the one and only Harley Schlanger. He needs no introduction. He's a clarion voice of reason in this dark and troubled time. Uh, without further ado, Harley, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine, V. How are you? Hanging in there. I'm feeling much lighter ever since that bathroom break. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other than that, I'm doing fantastic, Harley. I mean, there's so many things happening. The white helmets have been reactivated. The uh, situation in Dara, Syria, uh, is is there. You have uh, 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 Pacific Command deciding to rename themselves Indo-Pacific Command, and uh, it seems as if the uh, empire is, uh, is 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 a stubborn, stubborn animal, a stubborn beast that just doesn't want to die anytime soon, Harley. Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, this whole idea of the Indo-Pacific region is designed to pull India away from China, and it won't work. I mean, you can tell the Indians they can move their gunboats next to our gunboats and sail around the Indian Ocean together, but the Indians are looking at a completely changed situation in Asia. And this is something which the Neanderthal war faction uh, is doing everything they can to sabotage. I mean, just another example, you had India and Pakistan sitting together at the Shanghai Cooperation Organization meeting a couple weeks ago. Uh, in the last few days, you've had a, a coming together of China and Japan, you know, something that was really hard to predict six months or a year ago. Uh, and yet President uh, uh, Xi Jinping and, and Prime Minister Abe will be meeting soon. Abe is, is continuing to coordinate closely with Putin. And now, horror of horrors, Trump is going to be meeting with Putin. So the, this is a stubborn gang of imperial killers, but the world is slipping out of their control. And, and the, I think the, the thing, the, the, the message for today really has to be, you can't win this fight by looking for the little battles and a little edge here and there. You have to go for a completely new grand design. And by that... I don't mean a top-down control, but I mean a strategy which gives every nation the capability and the opportunity to pursue its interests within a framework of a harmony with other nations. And if that were to occur, then it doesn't matter what this Anglo-American, Israeli, Saudi faction wants, they've lost. Uh, in, in a sense, they've lost the, the battle, they can still destroy the game with a war, uh, a big war. But I, I think if people have a sense how the, the game has changed, uh, we're moving from the old great game of the British Empire, backed up by the American Empire, into a moment where the, that, that game no longer functions and nations are finally leaving the table. Absolutely. And uh, they can't leave the table far, fast enough. 
Holly, what are the latest developments right now? What are, what's on your radar? What is pressing? What are the things right now that that the well, we can say Trump. Uh, we we have rumors of a Trump Putin summit coming up now this coming month. Um, where what 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 do you see that's on your radar? Well, the Trump Putin uh, summit, which is uh, presumably going to take place, is quite significant, especially if Trump and Putin actually get a lot of time together. Because I think the, the two of them have a sense that they have the power, the, the potential power to shift the whole world's strategic situation, not based on ego or, or a, an imperial outlook, but based on facts on the ground. Look, the, 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 the most important thing, and I don't know whether Trump really fully gets this or not, but the most important thing is the West is collapsing. The Western economic paradigm, the neoliberal paradigm the neoconservative paradigm that the U.S., through its military power, can dictate to the world, that's collapsing. And so if you get people together, just like the importance of the Trump-Kim Jong-un summit, you get people together and you can find common ground to move forward. Now, the other thing on my radar, and it's partly because I'm here in Europe, in Germany, but there's an EU summit later this week and we could be seeing the end of the Merkel era and possibly even the breakup of the European Union. What's the story with Merkel? Is she, is she finally going to head off into the pastures or is she going to be still clinging to uh, power? I mean, her and uh, Macron are supposed to have a, a meeting about how they're going to uh, create the euro in uh, the eurozone in their image. Well, they had the meeting and Macron praised Merkel and Merkel thanked Macron, and, and Merkel said, we're going to solve this problem with more Europe at a point where most of Europe is trying to get away from it. And I, I mean that literally. I mean, what uh, even her own coalition partner, the Christian Social Union, is moving away from Merkel. And the, the ostensible reason, and I'll go through this in a little detail because it's important, it's complex, but it's important. The ostensible reason for the split is the refugee crisis. And this is a real problem, as we see in the U.S., uh, as we see with uh, human trafficking escalating between North Africa and the southern Mediterranean countries of Europe. And the Italians voted in a government that said, we're not going to take any more. Uh, now, what's the solution to that? Well, you're going to let them drown in the Mediterranean? Or are you going to put them in camps in North Africa? That was Merkel's proposal, that they set up displacement camps. And that doesn't function. That's, that's not humanitarian, uh, any more than, than having millions of refugees storm through Europe is, is going to work. So what the Italians have, have put forward as an idea, and you heard this from uh, Marco Zani a couple of weeks ago, is that Europe work with China to start rebuilding or building the nations of North Africa to follow through what Gaddafi started, building large man-made lakes to solve the water crisis. There's a huge project that uh, called the, the Lake Chad Transaqua Basin Project, which involves about six to 10 nations, uh, 40 million people whose lives are threatened by the shrinkage of Lake, the, the dramatic shrinkage of Lake Chad. And yet there's a proposal that the Chinese are now supporting that came from Italy to divert 2% of the water flow of the Congo River north 
which would replenish the lake, which would provide fishing, agriculture, hydroelectric power. Uh, and the European Union said they, they're, they're opposed to it because they say it would, it's not natural. Well, you know, human life sometimes goes against nature. I mean, if you wanted to be natural, you go live in a cave or live in a, a forest. But human beings, by our nature, create things which are better for the conditions for human life. Why shouldn't that be the case for Africa? You have the absurdity of former President Obama going to Kenya and saying to Kenyans who were looking to him for some, with some hope, and what did he say? Oh, you can't have an American-style lifestyle. You can't have automobiles, air conditioning. If you had that, the planet would boil over. What nonsense. And so if you actually look at what the Italians are proposing, this, this is something that originally was a proposal from our organization, the Schiller Institute, the, the Transaqua Project for the Lake Chad Basin. It's now on the verge of being implemented with an Italian-Chinese-Nigerian uh, agreement. So the, the Europeans, the, or I'm saying the Italians are not anti-African. They're opposed to using refugees to destroy Europe and to destroy the refugees. They're saying, let's look for a solution. The other part of the solution to the refugee crisis is no more wars and these regime change wars. And that's why the Trump-Putin summit is so important. Now, what is Merkel proposing? She's proposing displacement camps in North Africa. How tone deaf could she be as a German leader, essentially calling for setting up concentration camps to deal with refugees? Uh, she has no solution to her internal government crisis with Seehofer, the uh, interior minister who's the head of the Christian Social Union, who said he's going to shut down the German border in Bavaria, which uh, borders on the Czech Republic and Austria, in collaboration with the Austrians. And Merkel saying, no, you won't. I'm the chancellor. I won't let that happen. So this is going to come to a head. Seehofer gave her a two-week um, ultimatum. So we'll see what happens with that. But the other point that you brought up, the European Banking Union, what my, you might call it Macron's baby uh, with Merkel, this doesn't function. Because what it is, an, it's another example of trying to save the bankrupt banks, the largest bankrupt banks in the world, like Santander, Royal Bank of Scotland, Deutsche Bank, at the expense of the physical economies of the nations in which they supposedly serve. So if Merkel and Macron go for a European budget, that means they're preparing to take away the last remnants of sovereignty of every country in Europe by saying, you can't develop your own budget. It has to be done by our brilliant bureaucrats in Brussels. That's not going to work. The Italians and others have a sense of, of power now uh, that they've been able to challenge the EU and survive. I don't think they're going to challenge them directly, but I think they're going to look for angles such as bringing, uh, ending the sanctions against Russia, bringing the Chinese into Greece, into Italy, into Austria, uh, they have options, but and if these options are connected to a grand design, the, the uh, global Belt and Road Initiative, what does Merkel have to offer? And just the footnote on that, V, the banking situation is perilous right now. Uh, there's an acknowledgement coming every single day. Uh, the, the most recent Ambrose Evans Pritchard in the Daily Telegraph 
said yeah. that everything that was done by the EU to deal with the derivatives crisis gave more power to derivative dealers and the banking bankers and traders who deal with them. It Correct. didn't solve the problem at all. It made it work. And this is coming to a head. So Merkel's not just got an immigration problem. She's got a problem with Deutsche Bahn. She's got a problem with declining productivity in Germany, a decline in manufacturing. And then I add to that the potential for a trade war. And you've got a perfect storm to finally knock her out. Up to this point, she stayed in because there was no viable alternative. But I think at this right. point, many people in Germany are saying, we don't need a viable alternative. We need to get rid of the cancer. Yep. Absolutely. It, it, it's at this point that band-aids are not, you know, are not something that is needed for a completely broken nation. And uh, they need a complete overhaul. Uh, they, they have to. I mean, they have to be inspired by what Italy's doing. They have to be. Well, we're, we're going to have a conference in a couple of weeks in Frankfurt, and we're going to have some leading members of the Italian government speaking. And so far, we don't have any top officials from Germany speaking, but we have a number of institutions connected to the Mittelstand. The, uh, I, I personally know of half a dozen people who are small and medium enterprise uh, in the organization of the Mittelstand, which is the small and medium enterprise, who are going to attend, who are circulating our ideas, who are really excited to meet the Italians. And we'll be bringing over a top American official to address the event, and they're very excited to meet this person. So, you know, what, what we can see is a, a groundswell of opposition, but we've got to give it a program. And that's the, the unique role of, of the Schiller Institute, the LaRouche organization. We've had the program for a long time, and, and people just said, that's pie in the sky, and no one will do it. And now they're seeing the nuts and bolts, the earth is moving, the high-speed rail is, is being connected, and they're seeing that this is not just some fantasy, but a, a reality. Then you put that against the dysfunction of the idea of a European banking union. You know, it's, it's the, the idea that what Europe needs is more power in the hands of bankers. That's not going to work. I agree wholeheartedly, without a doubt. Um, I think people are finally starting to wake up. I think they're starting to realize the treachery, the criminality that is not only within the, the, the banks and the banksters, but also the politicians. You oh, know, sure. it was recently found out, Harley, that the most popular Democrat right now, the most surging Democrat right now, is actually a Trump supporter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, it's kind of interesting because you, you look at this this flap over Trump and the immigration thing on two levels. Yeah. On the first level, Obama deported more people than Trump's been deporting. Correct. And Obama separated more children than, than Trump supposedly has, has separated. And now that yep. Trump has, has come out against this, you know, why is this still an issue? And, and you exactly. get people like uh, Robert De Niro screaming like an uh, inebri inebriated infant. You know, you, you've got the, the insanity on that level. But then yeah. you look at the other thing. What is it that they're missing? They're missing the fact that the Horowitz shows that Comey should have been fired. Even mm -hmm. Horowitz basically admitted that in his testimony before the Senate. So how is that obstruction of justice for Trump to fire Comey? Well, they would say because Comey was was uncovering the Russian connection. What Russian connection? Where's the evidence? <laughs> so you know, here you have people 
screaming. Now, on the higher level, the people screaming at Trump on this immigration question, what are they doing to stop the killing of children in Yemen? What are they doing to stop the disasters in Central America where drug yeah. gangs are taking over countries that have been put under austerity regimes by the bankers? They're killing more people per hour than are being harmed in the whole period of this immigration flap in the United States. So it's, it's such hypocrisy. And I, I think Trump needs to do a better job bringing that out. Uh, because the, the fact is that if he meets with Putin, if he continues the initiatives with uh, not just North Korea, but with this coalition of nations emerging in Asia, then we're putting forward, this would be the United States putting forward solutions to problems that have been with us for a century and a half. The, the looting and destruction of the developing sector by bankers and raw material companies who are thieves. Well, that could yeah. end. Nations may be given the right to use their resources to develop their own people. And if the United States is the champion of that, we'll once again overcome the stain on our honor that was caused by Bush's wars and Obama's wars. Mm, absolutely right. Very well said. Harley, thank you so much for being on with us. Um, is there anything that's coming up right now? I know there's a Schiller Institute uh, me, uh, uh, conference that is coming up soon, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's one in, in Frankfurt uh, uh, next weekend. Not this coming weekend, but the following weekend. And that will be available on the Schiller Institute website and we'll have a couple of very interesting surprises for the American viewers. So people should take a look at that. The other thing that people should look at is a, a very powerful memo, uh, relatively short memo written by Helga Zepp-Larouche called Follow the Example of Singapore. Right. And she makes the point that if two unfriendly nations, such as the U.S. and North Korea, which seemed to be on the verge of war six months ago, can reach an agreement that is based on mutual benefit for all parties, not just the two of them, but all, all the neighbors. What problems can't be resolved? And this right. is where you see something different with Trump. And again, you know, some people think I'm a Trump kiss ass. You know, I, there are a lot of things that Trump does that I don't like. What I like is that he's fighting against the criminal deep state, the, the Brennans mm -hmm. and the Clappers and the Obamas. And secondly, that he's taking initiatives globally that give the United States an opportunity to once again assume the role as a nation which looks out for the interests of its trading partners as well as its Correct. own interests. And this is something that uh, should provide a restoration of pride to Americans. And instead we've got this mainstream media and the, you know it's, it's politicians in both parties who are out Correct. to sabotage this. Absolutely. So, we need the people to be heard, and, and what we're trying to do with the LaRouche movement and the Schiller Institute is to give people the picture of what this grand design would be that we could implement to bring about a whole new era of history. Yep, absolutely correct. And with that being said, Harley Schlanger, thank you so much for being on. Folks, you can check him out, uh, schillerinstitute.org, schillerinstitute.org, as well as larouchepack.com. Thank you all for listening in. CJ, take it away.